The uh, Las Vegas shooting uh, appears to have dropped out of the news cycle, hasn't it? It didn't take long. It's the largest mass shooting in American history, isn't it? Well, don't you notice that with those big stories, they just go away after a week or two, which uh, I, I find puzzling. Well, every day I I expect to see something. Uh, today I finally did. Uh, Fox News has a, a story headline, Las Vegas shooting, colon, Paddock's girlfriend may be hiding something, sheriff suggests. Stephen Paddock's girlfriend may be hiding something from investigators who are trying to piece together the motive behind the Las Vegas massacre. The city sheriff suggested in a wide-ranging interview with a local television station. Marilou Danley, who is still a person of interest, has told authorities that she never knew the attack was coming. Sheriff Joseph Lombardo, in his first TV appearance in nearly three weeks, told KLAS that investigators he's spoken to believe this assessment is accurate, but for him personally, something appears to be off. There is a lot. There are a lot of people that have hundreds and hundreds of guns, but for this individual to do it at a certain point in time and to do it all with such robust action, you would think that Ms. Danley would have had some information associated with that, he said, but currently we haven't been able to pull that out of her if it's in her. Lombardo added that Danley will be interviewed again this week, and he suggested she could have prevented the massacre, which left 58 dead and hundreds injured. It could have been prevented on many levels, Lombardo told KLS. Marilou Danley, his brother, anybody that may have had some modicum of information that would have presented this individual state of mind, but apparently right now we don't know that. Danley was in the Philippines at the time of the attack, and Paddock wired $100,000 to an account in the country days earlier. No motive for the October 1st shooting has been revealed yet, but Lombardo said that since September 2015, Paddock, a high-rolling gambler, had lost a significant amount of wealth. I think that might have a determining factor on what he did, Lombardo said. Uh, The sheriff said Paddock was narcissistic, had some bouts of depression, and was very status-driven based on how he liked to be recognized in the casinos and by his family and friends, which was starting to decline. Uh, Paddock fired off a thousand rounds. Okay. The shooting was stopped after, according to Lombardo's belief, Paddock realized authorities were closing in. I believe the suspect believed the wolf was at the door and took his own life, Lombardo said. Uh, A hard drive that was missing from one of Paddock's laptops found in the room after police entered still still has not been recovered. The hard drive was not located in the room, Lombardo said. We may never know where the hard drive is. It could have been removed years ago. Uh, Security footing obtained by police from Mandalay Bay, is still being investigated. Uh, Paddock was not seen in the presence of any other individuals while moving around the property, Lombardo said. The sheriff also said conspiracy theories and thinking we are trying to hide stuff and or are conspiring together to hide stuff is ridiculous. He also blasted Internet trolls accusing the victims and their families of faking the injuries and death. Have you heard that one? No. Oh, yeah. It's like the... There's Sandy Hook. Was, there's people who believe that that was all done by actors. Who are these people? Well, they're they're not well. They're just not well. You know, but really quickly, the hard drive. Yeah. Because that hasn't been discussed much on this show. No, it's I, missing. But I think that's I think that that's a lot more significant than others do. Oh, I I bet this Lombardo guy thinks it's terribly significant because he'd love to get his hands on that but for those to suggest that it might have been removed prior to the 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 incident 
Okay, well, what reason? Why Why would he have removed it beforehand? Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Well, and if we're, this guy took us... Here's a laptop right here. Yeah. Where's the hard drive? Is it in there? You can get them? Are they in there? It's it's inside the... It's well, in, if you took out the hard drive, mm-hmm. would this laptop still work? Parts of it would. You wouldn't be able to have it... You know, I won't go down technology. No, we don't want to do technology corner. But my point being that this guy, this guy took took his own life, so he obviously did not remove the hard drive from the laptop. Or if he did, before he shot himself and then threw it out the window to get rid of it, I don't know. But I, I think that's a significant piece of the story. The the sheriff says, "Look, it 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 could have been removed years ago. Uh, They don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't hope to find it. It could be in the Grand Canyon. You don't know." But I agree with you. I think it's terribly significant. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff says he's amazed at the at the mental state of people to to actually believe that this was staged with actors. I, I just for what purpose would right. that be? What were they hoping to accomplish then? I don't get that. And for those to suggest that it's the missing hard drive, well, they're looking for a motive, right? So the, having that would probably give them that answer. Yeah. Well, I think that the sheriff. Uh, is on the right track of believing that uh, this woman should continue to be grilled. Uh, Has she been in custody this whole time? No, no, God, no. no okay. No, no. Uh, but come on. Are you that blind lady? Just like uh, this New York guy's wife said, I didn't know anything about it. Oh, the hell you didn't. You're a lying mm-hmm. word I can't say on the radio because I don't have satellite. Of course you have to know about it. And if she didn't know about what was she just a sex slave, kept, she, in the, kept in the basement? Well, then she lived in another country at the time. No, she was. I she thought, went I thought to he bought her the she, house. No, she went to visit there because she has family members there, and uh, I think he wired her the hundred grand. The, the report said that so she could buy her family a place. Oh, okay. But she, no, she lived with this guy. Well, I'm serious. Was she kept in the basement? And and, and not and and uh, was brought upstairs only to cook and and do other stuff. Well, how in the hell do you not know this guy's been collecting hundreds and hundreds of guns in the last year or right, two? Right. You don't talk to him? And and what about the wife of uh, Pazoff? What's his name? Safalo uh, Sapoff's 24-year-old wife, Nozima Odlova. Your husband's renting a truck, lady, and he just drives around the block a couple times. You don't wonder what he's doing? Uh, Is she maybe she's maybe maybe she wasn't entitled to know. Maybe she's maybe that's the way their marriage works. I I can buy that she was in the dark on his intention of truck because he drove to the store, got the truck, then carried out the act. He had thousands of terror uh, videos on his phone. But she- that's that's where I was going. But I'm not I'm not with her and her not suspecting that something else was going on because come on, he, his friends had said he had started to become more radicalized. You can't tell me that uh, you're spending every day with this guy and you don't think that something's up. Well, look at the San Bernardino case. The wife 
was one of the shooters. Yep. So you you got to throw her out of the mix. She's not going to blow the whistle on anybody. Then you take the uh, you take the Vegas case, and and the girlfriend, the live-in, claims not to know anything. You take the New York case, the wife claims not to know anything. I guess uh, uh, great inroads could be made stopping terror by family members turning the guy in. Like a previous caller said, if you're related to this guy, you get deported. I don't think that's unreasonable. You can't you can't be in these domestic situations and claim you know nothing. I, I Talk to me, Ralph. Based on an email the guy sent me. Maybe I can salvage my truck clerk rental guy being at the front lines. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, no purchase necessary. I would have thought that if you go to uh, Home Depot, Menards, Fleet Farm, whoever rents trucks. Fratelloni's. Do they do it? Actually, I don't think they rent trucks. But they'll deliver something for you. Hey, Mike will get it for you. Yeah. But here's what I was thinking. Uh, I would have made the assumption that they do that for the convenience of their customers who purchase items there that require oh, being hauled okay. around in a truck. So if I've got a small sedan, I can't bring yeah, home a bunch buy, of plywood. Yeah, you go buy 15 sheets of plywood, you're going to need a pickup truck, so therefore they rent it to you. So I just went and looked it up. No, you can no purchase necessary. So you can go there to rent a truck and then help your friend... Hey, uh, I need move. to dig out a bunch of sod. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, okay. Well, maybe that's as simple as changing that policy unless they make so much money renting trucks for $19, $19 for 75 minutes. That doesn't seem like that much. And 5 bucks for each 15 minutes after that. See, the assumption that, that they're making is that there are people who need short-term use of a truck. I would have thought that... Their thinking was, we provide short-term sure, a short-term use of a truck for you if you buy a large tool chest from us or uh, 15 sheets of sheetrock or whatever. But I guess that's not the case. So I'm back to square one. I don't want to sound like I'm restricting freedoms. I just want people to be more vigilant. Because we don't know who's next. Or what action is next. You just don't know. It might not be. I mean, think about that. Vehicles and trucks plowing through crowds of people. Five years ago, we would have thought that was unheard of. No, but I want to reassure. It's the, commonplace. I want to reassure the garage logicians that uh, I, I'm not an advocate of uh, uh, stripping people of their freedoms. Uh, I am an advocate of being, uh, I'm as just judgmental as hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a peace cross in Maryland. It's a large uh, cross that honors soldiers who died in World War I. Uh, it's been up for nearly a century, but atheist activists have been trying to get It's 40 feet tall. They've been trying to get it to uh, uh, get it down now for years. And apparently the controversy could be on its way to the Supreme Court after an appeals court ruled that the peace cross was unconstitutional, its advocates have vowed to take the case to the highest court in the land if they are denied a request to be reconsidered. 
According to the New York Times, which reported October 29th, the United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit declared this month that the Peace Cross, which sits on state-owned land in Maryland and has been maintained with public funds, was unconstitutional, a ruling that supporters of the monument warned could result in a cleansing of memorials on public grounds across the country. Well, thus the mystery. You can't, can't bring about the mystery unless you cleanse us of, of everything. Is that Philip? Philip, go ahead, please. Well, hey, Joe, you're talking about the short-term rental of the trucks. And, I mean, Timothy McVeigh, uh, didn't he rent the rider truck that blew up the you know federal building in Oklahoma? I, I mean, it, it's nothing new. I believe you're correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, we, we've got U-Haul, Penske, Ryder, everybody rents trucks by the day. It's, yeah. it's, not, a, it's not a hard thing to obtain. All right. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Hey, I got an email here. Yeah. I like this idea. This is from Cheryl. Yeah. Put GPS on all rental trucks. Fill out paperwork as to where they are going. Route time to be returned. Interweb, Joe's words, with police. All points bulletin for truck if it strays or is not returned on time. Yeah, but as this guy said, you'd have to make it industry-wide. And then I'm sure cost objections would be raised by the people providing the trucks. I don't know. Is GPS that expensive? Well, and with OnStar, can't OnStar shut down a vehicle? Do we possess that type of technology? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I just like I just like the that kind of thinking. But, I, you know, thank God uh, for atheists who are going to save us uh, from uh, the peace cross. Uh, because we certainly don't right. need that. Mm. That's that's a terrible affront to to my sensitivities. I hope the Supreme Court gets the case because uh, I love reading Supreme Court decisions. I'd love to know what the thinking would be about this. Uh, it's the whole uh, the idea that. Uh, Congress has created a religion by a cross uh, is folly. We've said this a thousand times. That, that The founders threw that in there so uh, the government wouldn't set up a religion to which you had to pay stipends. They, they never intended it to mean you couldn't express, a, you couldn't have a monument to fallen World War I veterans. They, they didn't mean you, you couldn't set up a display somewhere, uh, but it's been so distorted over the years that it, it, it would just equally not surprise me if the Supreme Court said, yep, that thing has to come down. That's on public land, and it has to, you, you, the public should not have to pay for that. And uh, although I can't believe what the maintenance costs amount to, about, what, five bucks a year? It's just a big concrete uh, cross in Maryland. And... Uh, but it's controversial. And the uh, the atheist activists, they've been working on this for, it, it's, it's really stuck in their craw. They really have to have this thing come down. So they're suing for it to be removed. Do you know, have you ever heard of Camille Lenore? Camille Lenore, I, that's not ringing a bell. Uh, she was a basketball star at the University of Southern California. She played for the Washington Mystics. 
She was their second-round draft pick. She played professionally overseas. So apparently in the uh, world of women's basketball, she's a big shot. Sure. Camille Camille Lenore. All right. And uh, she thought she had landed her dream job last year, uh, an entryway into the competitive world of college basketball, uh, because since her playing days ended, Lenore had focused on working with young players. She was excited when her former college coach offered her an assistant position on his staff at New Mexico State University. Okay. That's a, that's, she's thinking to herself, hot damn. I, I'm the, in. The door is open. Yeah. I, I can, full, well, she was, uh, she accepted the job. And then, and then she was told she couldn't have the job. Okay. And, and you might be surprised, you might not be, uh, for the reason she was told she can't have the job, and I'm going to make you wait. To wait through oh, John, come on. You have to wait through John Heights newscast wow. to find out the fate of Camille Lenore. Well, I want to know now. Why you can't? Camille Lenore, L-E, big N-O-I-R, Lenore, Camille Lenore. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Here's John Hyde in the uh, Garage Logic newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy, up to 40 degrees now. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Quick question. We just heard the pretenders. Yeah. Did Chrissy Hyde have a big stage meltdown I saw? I did not see that. Recently? No. Well, she's about 90. Well, i got to find it, because apparently, yeah, she went nuts. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. find that. Huh. Uh, after waiting a month to see if it got any better, Miguel Sano is set to have surgery to help him recover from his stress reaction in yeah. his left shin. The twins making that announcement today. He's waiting till now. To well, they me. wanted to wait a month. The team wanted him to wait to see if uh, what are they going to do? Better bolt it I'll, together? Well, basically, Liposuction. yes, exactly, Joe. You're very close. Mm-hmm. The surgery will be performed November 13th in New York at the Hospital for Special Surgery. Huh. A rod will be inserted into the bone to help strengthen his lower leg. No timetable for recovery was given, but he could be ready when the Twins begin spring training in mid-February. Wild continue their homestand this evening. The Montreal Canadiens in town for a game at the XL Energy Center. And the Wolves beat New Orleans last night. They'll play Dallas Saturday night at the Target Center. Follow that up right away Sunday night with a home game against Charlotte. All right, I found the story. Uh, Chrissy Hine, Pretenders legend, storms off stage after launching, uh, oh wow, uh, naughty words towards the crowd. The 66-year-old singer <laughs> made various offensive gestures and yelled, stick your phones, you know where, where before walking off the stage. Where was this? Um, I'm trying to find a dateline here. It was overseas. Okay. But apparently she's not she a fan. She didn't like the cell phone pictures. She doesn't like it when people take video of, the, uh, of the concerts. I see. All huh. right. Interesting. Uh, News notes from today. None of the four Crystal Police officers involved in the shooting of a teenager carrying a BB gun at Bassett Creek Park in May will be charged. That coming from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office this morning. 18-year-old Khalil Thompson was shot May 24th after officers responded to the report of a man with a gun at the Disc Golf Course just before 9 in the morning. Officers confronted Thompson, demanded he drop the gun. Thompson pointed the gun at officers. Crystal police officer then fired non-lethal rounds, but Thompson was alleged to have kept the gun pointed at officers who then discharged their weapons. Thompson, who was struck once in the head, was treated at North Memorial Medical Center. 
Freeman and two county prosecutors concluded the use of force was justified because both of Thompson's hands were on the gun and he had aimed it directly at Barland. The shooting occurred about a half hour after a first phone call. The BCA found Thompson had a history of depression and paranoid schizophrenia. He had tried multiple times to die by police intervention. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Rebecca Otto says she will push to increase the state's minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour if she's elected. Otto unveiling part of her campaign platform this morning to gradually raise the statewide wage from its current $9.65 an hour to 15 bucks by 2023 with $1 steps each year. It would give small businesses in most communities outside the seven-county metro region until 2025 to pay 15 bucks an hour, but there are no exemptions in the plan. She says any person working full-time should make enough to support a family. She's currently, of course, the state auditor running against at least six other candidates for the Democratic nod for Minnesota's open race for governor. President Trump today nominating Jerome J. Powell as chairman of the Federal Reserve. Powell, who sits on the Fed's Board of Governors, will succeed Janet Yellen as head of the central bank. The choice is likely to prove popular with financial markets, given that Powell is closely aligned with Yellen in favoring a cautious approach to raising interest rates. Called the Republican Yellen, Powell's in his fifth year on the Fed's board has been a reliable backer of her slow tempo of rate increases. Federal government is launching a massive fire extinguisher recall. It covers nearly 40 million Kida extinguishers. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says 37.8 million fire extinguishers might not work during an emergency. Kida marketing videos emphasize how important their products are in the event of fire, but the company is now recalling 37.8 across the U.S. I don't want a fire extinguisher that might not work. <laughs> no, you want one that works. That's right. The recalled extinguishers date back decades. Some models have been recalled before for other issues. The agency claims extinguishers with plastic handles and push button or pindicators can clog, resulting in a failure to discharge. Nozzles can also pop off with enough force to be a dangerous projectile. There have been nearly 400 reports of extinguishers malfunctioning, resulting in 16 injuries and one death. The suspect in that deadly truck rampage was inspired by the Islamic State group's online videos and plotted that New York City attack for two months, running a truck ahead of time to practice turning it. That, according to federal authorities in their criminal complaint that brought terrorism charges against the Uzbek immigrant. So follow Supayev chose the attack date to target Halloween crowds, according to the complaint. After his trail of terror was halted by a police bullet, he asked to display the Islamic State group's flag in his hospital room, saying he felt good about what he had done. Brought to court in a wheelchair, Saipov was held without bail on charges that could bring the death penalty. Separately, the FBI questioning people who might have information about his actions before the attack, including a second Uzbek man. St. Paul City Council yesterday accepted a $20,000 grant to make pedestrian improvements along Marion Street near the state capitol. St. Paul City Councilwoman Amy Brendmoen said the visibility there near the Sears building and the sculpture garden is terrible and it's a worthy use of $20,000. Crashes involving pedestrians citywide are up compared to this time last year. There have been 153 crashes so far in 2017 compared to 133 during the same time last year. What, what does it mean, do you think, that they accepted a grant? From whom? Who, who would me. give the Excuse city? Me. I was coughing there. Oh. Who, who gave them 20 grand? Um, I, the state? I, I would, I, no, In other I would, words, you did. I would think a federal agency, you know, that's... Uh, that's your money, though. Oh, certainly. Yeah, any, uh, any, what how about the arts it? The arts project? Uh, what were we talking about? Maybe the, that. Maybe it was. Maybe it's art. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 
Scientists have found a hidden chamber in Egypt's Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah, I read this story. Go ahead, now, then I'll tell you what I think. The first such discovery of the structure since the 19th century, and one likely to spark a new surge of interest in the pharaohs. In an article published in the journal Nature Today, an international team said the 30-meter void deep within the pyramid is situated above the structure's grand gallery and has a similar cross-section. Purpose of the chamber is unclear. It's not yet known whether it was built with a function in mind. Experts say the builders often incorporated cavities in the pyramids. The reason? To relieve stress from the overlying stone and avoid collapse. Scientists made the discovery using cosmic ray imaging, recording the behavior of subatomic particles called muons that penetrate the rock similar to X-rays, only much deeper. The pyramid known as Khufu's Pyramid for its builder, a 4th Dynasty pharaoh who reigned from 2509 to 2483 B.C. It's right on the outskirts of Cairo. I uh, I read that. I, I wanted to be excited about that, uh-huh. uh, but I yeah, excitement failed to dwell in me. I, I just thought... Why? Why were you let down? Well, I... Can you go, when you visit the pyramids, can you go inside them, I wonder? Staff, anyone? I, I don't know. Anyone? I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'll look it up. Go to the inner but, links. But this, as you said, it's just an empty space. It's basically. just a hollow thing. Hey, it's look at here. It's like when you went to go look at the hole in the ground in Arizona. Yeah, I went to see uh, the crater, <laughs> and uh, they charge you 16 bucks, and uh, there's a giant hole in the ground. It was interesting. But, you know, I don't need to see it again. Well, perhaps if you can go in to see the pyramids, yeah. now they can charge an extra 16 bucks to go into the space. Right, we're going to show you the new secret space. <laughs> um, Egypt's main pyramid sites in Giza are yep. accessible to the general public every day, all year long. Although oh. you can go in, you can go inside the Great Pyramid of Khufu yeah. when you visit. That's the one. That's, yeah. a, that's this that's one. The one. One of the smaller two pyramids usually is closed for restoration yeah. work. Well, it's Egypt's principal tourism is to go see those. Now I know if I go, I can go inside you them. Can. You know what? Why don't we what, turn it into a hotel? What famous basketball player went to the pyramids with the Grateful Dead? I know. Oh, it'd be Walton. Yeah, Bill yeah. Walton. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I only Probably know baked out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look Probably. at this tomb. <laughs> uh, we have another uh, Hollywood type that's accused of sexual I keep, John, did you hear yeah. my question yesterday? I did. Can yeah. you come up with a name? No. That what was, was your surpri- question? What Hollywood name accused of sexual harassment or assault would surprise you? I can't wow. come up with anybody. We, uh, You actually brought that up on the air also when I was talking to a fellow out in the hallway. Yeah. And the two of us couldn't no. come up with a single person that would Well, who's the newest one? Uh, this fellow is Brett Ratner. He's I don't a, know him. He's a pretty famous director oh. at this point. He directed the Wonder Woman movie and various others. He also, now this is going to cost him, uh, he's been uh, accused of wrongdoing by six women. Hmm. Uh, including uh, some actresses we know, like Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this will cost him a $450 million co-financing agreement that he signed with Warner Brothers oh. in 2013. Hmm. Uh, he's denying all of these allegations and is suing one of the women who claims he raped her more than a decade ago. Uh, uh, besides Olivia Munn, Natasha Hensridge also accused him of sexually uh, assaulting and harassing her when she worked on I got one. Him. Okay. Wilfred Brimley. No, uh, that would surprise if, me. If James, if Jimmy Stewart was still alive, yeah, that would surprise me. There you go. That's the only one I can come up with, but he's long gone. Here's.
There's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 40 degrees. We may get up a couple more degrees before it starts to cool off tonight, down to 30 for an overnight low with partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies. I don't think we're going to see a lot of sunshine this afternoon. Patchy fog forming again late tonight. Tomorrow, then, lots of clouds around. There could be that morning fog. And then the afternoon is when we start to see a wintry mix develop, rain mixed with snow for most of the metro, mainly snow north of us, though, north of a line from St. Cloud over toward Hinkley. Uh, could pick up anywhere from around one to three inches of snow there. For us here in the metro, it will be less than an inch that might accumulate on some of the grassy areas as that snow picks up late in the afternoon through the evening tomorrow. Changes back over to rain on Saturday. Saturday's high 43. More showers on Sunday with a high close to 50 in the morning and then falling temps through the 40s in the afternoon. Monday next week, a high of only 36, 37 on Tuesday. Back up to 40 on Wednesday, but some more rain, sleet, and snow developing by Wednesday evening. Partly cloudy skies, though, expected on Thursday of next week, back to 44. Today, again, Joe, heading for a high of around 41 or 42. We're currently at 40, and I have the records for the day. November 2. 72 on this date. 72. In 1978. In 1978. Nine above. Nine. In 1951. In 1951. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, Camille Lenore. Oh, yes. Played for the University of Southern California. She played for the WNBA's Washington Mystics. Uh, since her playing days ended, she uh, uh, was uh, really uh, wanted a job in college coaching. She was excited when her former college coach offered her an assistant position on his staff at New Mexico State University. She accepted the job, but two days before she was to board a plane for New Mexico, Lenore's phone rang. The Aggies coach, Mark Track, had watched an online video posted in 2011 in which Lenore discussed her playing career, her religious faith, and her sexuality. For most of her basketball career, Lenore identified as gay. Now she's not. In fact, in the video, she said homosexuality was wrong and not worth losing your soul over. Track retracted, Track retracted the job offer, Lenore said, and advised her to remove the video if she ever wanted to work in college basketball. This is from the Washington Post. Lenore said she was devastated. She felt she could be an effective coach regardless of what she'd said in the video. And besides, Lenore figured, hadn't she already accepted the position? I felt the job was taken away from me because of my heterosexuality, Lenore, 31, said in a recent interview. She's now suing New Mexico State and U.S. District Court, saying she was discriminated against because of her religious beliefs and sexual identity. In other words, they rescinded the job offer because she's not gay anymore. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, but I have a different theory. <clears throat> this was for the and this was for the women's team because obviously that was that was her coach. Right. Wow. Uh, New Mexico State acknowledges in court filings that Track rescinded the offer but denies any discrimination charges. A federal judge in California allowed the lawsuit to move forward and will preside over a unique case that spans sport, religion, and sexuality and provides a small window into the culture surrounding women's basketball. Uh, in court filings, New Mexico State says that Lenore's feelings about homosexuality would have an adverse impact on her ability to effectively coach and recruit players who identify as LBGT, L-G-B-T-R-U. Uh, as spokesman for New Mexico State declined to comment, Track 62 left New Mexico State in April to return to USC. A school, a school spokesman said there he was unable to comment for this story. Uh, there are no reliable figures available about the percentage of female basketball players or coaches who identify as gay. 
Uh, Candace Wiggins, Stanford's career scoring leader who played for four WNBA teams, made headlines earlier in the year when she said that 98% of the players in the WNBA are gay and that she was targeted for abuse because she was not. Uh, For her part, Lenore said she never felt pressure to be gay. She's identified as straight for seven years, and she's convinced she can effectively coach. Uh, I have a theory, though. In this video, Mm -hmm. she got very religious. Uh, I read a a different story that had more of the uh, religion part of the inner tube. Uh, uh, And I think what they're worried about is that she's religious. That that would be my theory. Uh, oh, here it is. I would say it's not worth it, she said, meaning to be gay. If you are in a same-sex relationship, it is not worth losing your soul. Whoever, you, whoever you're in that relationship with, like the Lord told me, it will be the death of you. I just believe that you can overcome it. You can overcome and defeat sin. So she uh, expresses a view that's contrary to the academy, uh, and she relies uh, on her faith. Uh, but also one that contradicts the view of a lot of the players that she would be coaching. She went on to say, if you believe something that you were born gay or homosexual or whatever, if you feel you were born that way, I would say that you weren't. God wouldn't create you homosexual, then say in the Bible that it's wrong and then send you to hell. He doesn't operate like that. Uh, I I think what she's going to find is that she's going to be targeted for a very strong uh, religious belief that might not be held uh, in high esteem by the academy. Uh, do we have to take a Super Bowl time out? We sure do. All right. Uh, can you take us to the break? Yes, I can, All Mr. Right. Mayor. Yep. 1500 ESPN presents 52 Super Stories leading up to the big game. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Here's Patrick Royce. We talked about uh, Fran Tarkenton, a Hall of Fame quarterback who uh, lost three Super Bowls without ever winning one. Well, there's another Hall of Famer who uh, had the same ignominious Super Bowl track record. Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills, the great Jim Kelly, played in four consecutive Super Bowls and, of course, lost them all. Uh, You can find the ESPN 30 for 30 on the four sad years of the Bills when they didn't win the Super Bowl. Jim Kelly, of course, had started with the Houston Gamblers in the USFL. When that league folded, he ended up in Buffalo, which was the greatest thing that ever happened to Buffalo, that's for sure. His first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25, January 27th, 1991. Tampa, they had just beaten Oakland 51-3 to in Buffalo. I was at that game. I thought it was the greatest football team I had ever seen. And then they turn around and somehow get beat by the New York Giants, who ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball with Jeff Hostetler as the quarterback. Scott Norwood, of course, missed the field goal. And uh, the Giants beat them 20-19. to That's obviously the one the Bills should have won. Kelly, 18 for 30 that day, uh, 272 yards, but no touchdowns or interceptions. The next year, the game is here in Minneapolis. Another game we thought they maybe should win. It was a matchup of Kelly against the Redskins, Mark Rippon. It was no contest. It was 37-10 to until Kelly threw two short touchdown passes at the end of that game. Here's Kelly back to throw again. Threw 58 times in that game, four interceptions. Uh, two of those were by Brad Edwards. Uh, the next year, the Super Bowl, I was in Las Vegas, figured it was the Bills' time. 
No way they could lose three in a row. Cowboys 52, Bills 17. Jim Kelly gets knocked out by Ken Norton Jr. Uh, early in the second quarter when it was only 14 to 7. Kelly having trouble getting away and he is acting as if he's hurt. Ken Norton came shooting through. Kelly ends up four for seven for 82 yards and two interceptions and that was embarrassing. Finally, the Bills last Super Bowl, they lose again to the Cowboys 30 to 13 the next year. Super Bowl 28, 50 passes in that game again. No touchdown passes. Jim Kelly's Super Bowl statistics were two touchdown passes and seven interceptions. So like Francis Tarkington, a uh, great career did not uh, result in uh, much of a performance when it came to the Super Bowl. 52 Super Stories continues next week. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. And for more details on Super Bowl 52 coming to the Twin Cities in 2018, sign up for the host committee email at mnsuperbowl.com. Sports is coming up. Vikings are in a bye week. This isn't Friday, is it? No, today's Thursday. The Wild host, my Montreal Canadian. What's wrong with your club? The blue pile. They don't have a guy. Well, it's not more than not having a guy. That's part of it. They're uh, 11 points out of first. And you can't fall behind in hockey. Not by Thanksgiving. That's the old saying. They have a lot of work to cut out for them. It's it's very interesting. Uh, They're not off to a good start. Maybe that'll turn around tonight. You think so? 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis, it's 40 degrees. We'll be back.